17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am your host, Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. We uh, finally got some type of clarity on what the Ravens were going to do, Cordell. They decided to use the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson which means that it's not exclusive. The teams can um, submit offers uh, for a contract, for a potential trade for Lamar Jackson. The Ravens then have to either um, honor that and match it, or they would have to trade Lamar to said team. Um, So this is a $32 million hit as opposed to the $45 million tag um, if it was an exclusive franchise tag uh, with the Ravens. General Manager Eric DaCosta did put out a statement, Cordell, and saying, quote, having not yet reached a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson, we will use the franchise tag. There have been many instances across the league and in Baltimore when a player has been designated with the franchise tag and signed a long-term deal that same year. We will continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. Our ultimate goal is to build a championship team with Lamar Jackson leading the way for many years to come. So, uh, DaCosta speak has spoken out, and, and that's his piece about it. And so here's the franchise tag. Now, we know the difference between exclusive. And if you don't, then here it is. The exclusive tag, no one um, gets to uh, give Lamar an offer, only the Ravens, unless they decide to trade Lamar, in which they trade Lamar to, you know, said team. And then they get whatever the agreement is on the allotted picks and or players for that play for for said you know player um with the non-exclusive teams are allowed to make an offer uh and which you know the ravens have five days from the the offer to make um the match or to trade him they get they're only getting two first rounds although there's some back end things that can happen that can give a team more but standard is two first round draft picks feels a little low for Lamar uh quite low quite frankly but here we are so um in terms of this Cordell when you found out that it was the non-exclusive tag as opposed to the exclusive tag uh what were your initial thoughts about that um that the drama continues (laughs) another layer of the it, because putting the exclusive tag that's boring, right? That that would have been boring. Nah, is that what this is about? We're bored around here, and I, we need I, to. I, I think I think the the one that brings more the the that carries the biggest wow factor is the non-exclusive tag because it's a little bit of a curveball, right? You wouldn't imagine that the Ravens would be willing to allow Lamar to test the market. But yet they are. And we talked about it last week. And I look, I'm 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 joking for the record. I'm not saying that the Ravens really did this for, for shock value. Uh, but in all in all seriousness, I do think that there is an avenue for this to work out for the Ravens. Um 
and we touched on it last week where if the market goes along with what the Ravens have been telling Lamar it's going to go towards, then, you know, everything can end up working out for them. This thing will have literally solved itself uh, by the rules put in place with the CBA. They literally use the rules uh, to fix their situation to ultimately be a mediator, so to speak, uh, for these negotiations, which seem extremely tough to get done. Um, and I think that the Ravens right now, when you look at it, they couldn't take that $45 million hit. They, they just, they couldn't take that because it, it would tie them all the way to the mercy of Lamar Jackson and what he ultimately decides to do. Um, and they would be forced to then trade him, I think, because they wouldn't be able to really put this team together the way they need to, to build it towards a championship contending team. Um, yeah. And, and how do you build a team when your quarterback is in question <laughs> and and he's wrapping up a big chunk of your salary? So they save about, what, $13 million yes. uh, with this situation going from $45 million down to 32.4, uh, huge for sure in itself. Um, but it also allows, like I said, it allows the market to kind of get this deal done for you, whatever deal within, I guess, within the Ravens reason. Um that teams put on Lamar, they'll be able to match it. And I, I'm of the mindset right now that I, I believe that the Ravens are ready to match whatever offer is put on them. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's something that we, it's very possible that this is um, a way of, of allowing the market to tell the Ravens what it is that they believe that Lamar is worth and that they're willing to match it. Um, and so uh, here's the thing, though, Cordell, because we know we've talked about a lot of this before in terms of ownership and in terms of um, collusion, right? Mm -hmm. Because we believe that far more owners do not want guaranteed contracts mm -hmm. um, for obvious reasons, right? That's more money that they got to sho shovel out to players. Um, and so uh, while that's cute, and while we think that that's the case across the board, we know that there's two owners that don't give a damn about that. That's mm -hmm. the Vikings and that's the Browns. So um, the possibility of someone saying that they're in line with colluding against getting players fully guaranteed contracts and then doing the exact opposite it's very possible in this scenario. I say that because I feel like that this non-exclusive tag was given not only from a cap perspective, but also because um, apparently the Ravens know something we don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I have to take it back to the owners because we, mm -hmm. we know that the owners have meetings in the off season. They had their, their owners meeting. I would not be surprised if maybe somebody came out of that saying, well, this is what I'm hearing what the market is. Um, and then add to that. It's not like quarterback deals haven't happened recently. Derek Carr just signed um, a new contract with the saints, $150 million with 100 million fully guaranteed um, and 60 million at signing and Daniel Jones, while you and I were putting um, our stuff together in terms of um, our podcast had just come out and said 
that the, that the Giants and Jones um, reached a four-year deal, and it's worth up to one hundred ninety-five million. It's worth it's one sixty now, but there's thirty-five million in incentives that he could receive. Um, and so it doesn't appear that fully guaranteed contracts, and, and we obviously know about the two contracts last year in Russell Wilson and in Kyler Murray. So it doesn't appear that fully guaranteed contracts are, are, are even being pushed. However, the Derek Carr contract does show that the, the fully guaranteed line is being pushed mm-hmm. in terms of like what teams are doing. So this is a risk. I say that because if you have a team that maybe will be giving the same contract, that Lamar received from the Ravens, but they front load more money and the Ravens can't match it, then you're out of luck here. And that's when it gets problematic. No, no doubt. No doubt. And like you mentioned before, collusion is definitely a thing uh, without question. I think I've said it so many times. This is lion season. Yep. And I've, as an owner, as a GM, I'm not listening to what these other owners and GMs are telling me about the situation I'm currently dealing with, dealing with, with a player on my team, Um, a player that I'm sure a lot of these other teams would love to have if given the opportunity. So I'm taking it all in with a grain of salt. As much as we could sit here and say the Ravens possibly know something we don't. And of course they do. They know a lot that we don't. They are privy to the entire dynamics of this situation. So they know what's happening. But in terms of what all the other owners around the league are thinking and are willing to do, there's no way they know. It only takes one. It only takes one. And nobody saw what Cleveland was going to do last year. It, we, it, it, I just think it's, it's, it's now floating out there. The realm of impossibility is now open. Anything yep. can happen. And this situation is no longer in the Ravens hands. I don't, I don't think, you know, and you know, there's not a lot of teams that can kind of blow the Ravens out of the water in terms of what they could offer Lamar. Uh, I think the Ravens line is pretty far. I would imagine it's probably pretty far in terms of where they're willing to go. I think we'll see how much they really love Lamar <laughs> really soon because they say it a lot. That, you know, <laughs> uh, Put your so, money where your mouth is, is yeah, what they say. <laughs> yeah, they, you, they'll get the opportunity to show it. it it's gonna it's gonna turn into that that uh that scene from a different world where uh, Whitley was about to get married and Dwayne comes in there, you know what I'm saying? Baby, please, beg me. I mean, that's, that's really what it's going to boil down to. Are the Ravens going to come in there if they see Lamar at the altar with somebody else? And, and I, I just feel like it's dangerous when you kind of throw the fish back into the water a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it just opens it up for anybody to be able to make something happen and – we're we're in March, early March. I think it's teams out there that got us got to see a team just win the Super Bowl a little bit over a month ago, and they want to get an opportunity to at least be in that round right now to get a franchise changing quarterback like Lamar Jackson. It's, it's not an opportunity that I think a lot of teams would pass up. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously within realm, right? Because it's not, sure. 
So, you know, it, it, there's going to be teams that would like to, but really are tied in. So, like, for instance, Detroit, while they could potentially use an upgraded quarterback, their money is tied in with Jared Goff because of right. the trade with the with the Rams. So that's not really logical for them. Um, then you got other teams that, you know, are, are in position to do it, but you wonder if they're going to trust their front office to bring in draft quarterbacks because, you know, you saw the combine, you you feel some type of way about what CJ Stroud or maybe Anthony Richardson has made you feel a certain type of way. Um, and then there's going to be the guys that say, we don't want to wait. We don't want to, to maybe this person is going to be the quarterback. We want what we already know a person can do. And what we know is that Lamar Jackson can play football, right? So that's going to be the, um, the line and it, it it just feels low-key arrogant uh on the ravens part to do this i i know and some people will say it's smart and it's not that i don't think it's a smart play but i think it's a an extremely risky one almost of arrogance because again it like you already said cordell it only takes one only takes mm -hmm. one owner to lie and tell the owners what they want to hear, yep. then to turn around and do the exact opposite. Now, obviously, there's some repercussions that come from that, um, you know, in terms of like future deals and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, but people will deal with that when they get to that bridge, right. baby. Right. They don't care about that stuff in nope. the moment. So, nope. you know, you, you gotta, this is very risky, potentially, um, excuse me, particularly when you see the compensation that comes from this, and we know that Lamar, if Russell Wilson um, can garner more draft picks of that than, than, than just two firsts, then Lamar absolutely can garner more than two firsts. So uh, this will be interesting how this all plays out. I mean, you know, we will all be watching. It's going to be like a soap opera for sure. Oh, right? yes. It's going to be something like Y&R. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, it already has been. This has literally been the 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 football soap opera. I, I tell people all the time, sports are really just like another uh avenue of soap operas. Like it's filled with storylines, drama, you know what I'm saying? It gives us all these different twists and turns along the way. And today, you know, I, I feel like we got another one with this non-exclusive tag. Like you said, it you the Ravens better be right. You know, that's all I can say. I, I feel like you, you better be right because this could go. I mean, this is a big day, I think, in this team's history. This offseason will go down, I think, is the most important one for this franchise right now because, you know, you could be this. This is going to be a momentum shifting uh, change for your franchise, whether you keep them or you lose them. I agree. 